0: dads who've embarked on their own fitness journeys it's your moment to shine i would like for you to share your success stories below or in the community tab so that we can inspire and build the dad fit community together everybody welcome to the dead fit podcast we got brian salcedo here brian how you doing man doing great barrett thanks for having me man been watching a,
1: a few of your pods and it's like yeah, i can't wait to uh just get on and and chat about all things life and fitness and fatherhood and so it's great to be
0: here yeah yeah i mentioned brian before we started filming i'm wearing i know he's out in austin i i ran the austin marathon well Long story short, I ran the half marathon, but I wanted to uh, represent wearing my Austin Marathon swag with him, so.
1: (laughs) I love it, heck yeah. And it sounds like he'll be back out here next year, so
0: let's go. Yeah, yeah, I see. My buddy said there's a race in January, actually, and then the regular full-blown Austin one in February again. So maybe I'll hit up both of them. We'll see, really, if I can find the time. (laughs) That's the magic question, I mean. Even if you could carve out time for
1: one, if we could align schedules, that'd be awesome to, to tackle that together. That would
0: be sweet. So Brian, tell us a bit about yourself, man. What's your background? I know you're in Austin, your father, your entrepreneur I saw, I know you're like more of an executive type. So
1: yeah, it's, it's, uh, every, when, <laughs> when you're everything, are you really anything, you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I, uh, Juggling a lot right now. I guess I, I'll start from childhood. Born and raised in um, in Youngstown, Ohio. So nice. northeast Ohio is uh, is home at heart. Um, went to school uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Vanderbilt played played college tennis there. So tennis was my life growing up. Always had aspirations to play professionally. Um, it's still a huge part of my life now, uh, along with pickleball. Um, but some of my really best relationships <laughs> in life have been have come from. From tennis. So tennis uh, holds a special place in my heart. And uh, after Vanderbilt, um, stayed there for a short period of time, started my career in staffing and recruiting, uh, and then moved to Dallas to help open an office there for a short period of time. And uh, then made my way to Austin about 10 years ago in 2014, where I was in uh, pharmaceuticals and been in pharmaceuticals for the past decade. And so that's part of my experience experience and bucket of what I do right now. Um when I say sales executive manage a sales team for uh a pharma company. It's actually not US based, it's out of the, the Netherlands. Um so it's we uh provide sterile medications to hospitals. So like for labor delivery and um uh the operating room and ophthalmics. So that's a that's what I do there. And then I have a, a passion project within the pickleball space um uh, with a couple business partners and nice that's uh, where I spend a lot of time outside business hours um, just trying – the mission there is because the sport is exploding um, yeah. to help as many amateur players, beginners, this intermediates just understand the game and help them you know, uh, with tutorials, uh, level up. And so uh, like anything else, when you start a venture, it's like you never knew what you're getting into. There's always <laughs> – 10,000 other things that you have to tackle and take on and the challenges and and so oh, yeah. forth. So it's been a learning experience to say the least. Um, but what a ride it's been. And we haven't, I mean, it, we're so far from where we want to go, but that's the fun of it, you know, it's a journey. Yeah. And that right there um, is kind of what led me into learning about the, you know, the online internet marketing um, is what led me to, the desire to build a personal brand and the tug of my heart, like I've lived through some life experiences. I've, I wish upon um, no one. I, it's about four years ago, mom uh, diagnosed with cancer. That was super aggressive and it was a quick decline six months and she, and she had passed and uh, mm-hmm. that same time, um, you know, we all have lessons to learn. I had a, a it was a big lesson in terms of like, got married. Um, I think it'd be safe to say that it from both myself and my ex, it wasn't the right fit from the beginning. Um, but we were both at a stage in life where it's like, okay, this is what we want. But on paper for both of us, we are like, this, this makes sense. Just wasn't the right fit. And, um, (laughs) it did not last, uh, long, but the biggest blessing of it all is we had a honeymoon baby and and our daughter Grace is, is here. And my biggest motivation and always will be, um, And, uh, but going about it as a single father, um, I've had a tug on my heart to help other fathers. Obviously the niche that I could probably help the most are single fathers with regards to how do you navigate tough litigation? You know, my, I mean, my ex, I'd be the first to Mm -hmm. say an incredible mother, but made it very difficult on me to keep my daughter in my life. And so I had to go through over a year of litigation to, to just, fight to stay in my daughter's life and um, i'm sure we can maybe get down down that go down that road later on um but all that to say i'm like look i'm sure other guys are struggling and probably want to if anything throw in the towel And fatherhood as you know brothers like that's it i think fatherlessness like no fathers is a pandemic in and of itself um and so for whatever reason i just want to have an impact in some way because of my experiences. And so building a brand, how I found you through X through Twitter is why I'm here. And my, the little downtime that I have, I spend it here on X, just trying to connect with amazing folks like yourself, other fathers, build a community. And, um, and that's where I'm at.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's the name of the game. that's, that's exactly why we're friends on X is (laughs) just trying to build out that, Mine's specifically related to fitness, but it's all encompassing. I mean, mental fitness is part of my coaching as well. So it's you need that camaraderie and that that's severely lacking in a lot of men's lives, not only oh. online, but just a couple of my buddies in real life. And yeah. I wanted to touch on the point you said about fatherlessness is a pandemic in and of itself. Uh, I had a thought when you said that, and that is... <clears throat> Uh, twofold fatherlessness is one where the dad is just absent not even in the picture which is tragic in and of itself but the the one that i thought of when you said that is fathers who are there but not actually present and i feel like that is a much greater percentage again just making stuff up out of the top of my head but in day-to-day life when i'm at the parks that's what i see more is nonsense oh like your kids are are literally dragging they're pulling your pant legs like dad come on mom come on like yeah, yeah I'll be right there they just never get up and I feel like I said I'm just I don't know stats but I feel like the lack of present fathers is much greater than actually just not even being there for your kids I don't even think the stat
1: is even close you're spot on it's 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 disarmingly so sad um, I mean, we see it every day, you know, the, I think I tweeted about it just a couple of days ago. Like if your children are speaking to you, like, are you giving your undivided attention because they know, Yeah. um, and my daughter's now the age of four, she'll let me know. And that's, <laughs> that, that, that was the inspiration for me to tweet that. It's like, holy cow, like that hit me. Like, and I hope it hits other fathers that same way when, yeah, I mean, I know how, you know, I feel if someone's. Uh, if i buy dinner and someone's texting, like, it just, it doesn't feel good, you know? And that's yeah. your child. Like, so like, that's an amazing point. Like, it's just, it's everywhere. And that's where the, 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 the phones are such a blessing and a curse. And in more ways, it's definitely a curse because oh, I don't yeah. think folks are deliberate about how they're utilizing the phones, social media, et cetera. It's rare to connect like, like we have and. um, you know, with other good men, because that's the minority. People are consuming (laughs) social media with trash and (laughs) negativity and things that are not uplifting and filling their buckets. And so it's
0: a great point you made. Yeah, and it's funny you touch on the phones. Um, uh, This is, I used, I mean, I'm a software engineer by trade, so I'm really deep into technology and stuff. But this is the first year I've actually had a smartphone. It's been maybe five or six years since I had one. And okay. most of that was for privacy reasons, but a lot of it is because whenever I was out with friends, I would catch myself just being so consumed with whatever I was into at the moment on my phone. And now I'm kind of the guy who's like, hey, why don't you all put your phones down and let's like interact with each other? Because how often do we actually get the free time? Most of my friends have kids. How often do we actually get the free time to get together without the children? And it's, it's nice to, and like I said, I'm like five or six months back into having a smartphone I do everything I can to not use it. And I actually posted a screenshot the other day on my buddy Ben's uh, image of his, like, I don't know if it was his, but the, the weekly usage statistics of the phone. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, even being cognizant of not using my phone, I'm upwards of like an hour and a half, two hours every day of being on it. and. Yeah. Well, some say, oh, that's nothing because his screenshot, like, I don't know if it was his, but his was like nine, nine and a half hours daily average usage over a week. And I was like, wow, uh, I thought I used my phone a lot with my two hours of here, there, randomly yeah. checking messages and stuff. But I can't even imagine a nine hour day unless like that's your only means of your income maybe you have exactly
1: to like they don't i could only imagine like i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt they don't have a computer or something you know like yeah. managing everything through that but nine yeah. hours is most of your waking hours
0: <laughs> like, scary. It, was, it, was, it was mind-boggling like i said i don't know if it was his screenshot i don't think so but i don't honestly know i know he does a lot of business via phone uh whatsapp and stuff like that so maybe it is but maybe. no judgments on my side either way it just gave me a. Uh, Interesting perspective, because like I said, I thought I used my phone a lot, and I'm cognizant of not doing that, especially when my children are around, because my daughter's 19 months now, I think, and she's already at the point where she's pulling my pant legs and stuff, and like, just say, Dad, Dad, pick me up or something. It's like, all right, Uh, 100% of the time, unless I have, like, hot stove or something in my hand, hot stove, like a hot pan in my hand. A pan, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pick you up, because... Eventually, you're gonna stop asking me that, and that's gonna be sad once I realize that.
1: <laughs> One hundred. What's that? Is it Kenny Chesney or uh, Brad Paisley? It's. I think it's like targeted for that. Specific, there's a last time for everything, you know. Yeah. And that's yeah. totally spot on. Like it's, we will sooner rather than later, you know, be wishing for that time
0: again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Even my oldest, she's 11. She's still, I mean, it's super rare now, but once in a while she'll come jump on me or something and I'm like, all right, you're much bigger than your sister, but I can still carry you around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
1: You're not going to say, I mean, that's, that's amazing. She yeah. still does that and oh, nothing better, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean. That's, so what
0: uh, got uh, you, what got you into tennis, man? You said there's a big, big part of your life and still is, which is awesome because most people, especially athletes. I'd probably 90% die out once they hit college. And then after college is probably another 90%. So what's, what's keeping you going, man?
1: I got, I got into it. My parents, my mom, um, when I was young, like six years old, she loved Andre Agassi. So they, they got me a racket for my, I think it was my sixth birthday and living in Ohio, there's basements and up North. And, uh, I would, after school, go to our basement and hit for hours endlessly. And, after a while, they're like, okay, well, let's get them maybe some lessons. And I was playing baseball at the same time. And then shortly thereafter, committed strictly to to tennis yeah. and then was an absolute just nut in terms <laughs> of playing nonstop. That's all I did. Tunnel vision um, until I went to college. Um, it was even homeschooled part of high school so I could travel to the national events. And oh, nice. My parents were um, – like eternally grateful for the sacrifices they made to, to provide for my training, um, the travels and everything to get myself to the highest level that I was able to to achieve and then you know get recruited for a top college and, and all that good stuff. So that's yeah. kind of how I got into tennis, but just like once you get into it, I think it's probably just my personality um, when you get those competitive juices flowing that's an addiction in some way. (laughs) Like anything extreme is not good. But like, I was just, I just, everything from diet to fitness to routine, um, the the types of uh, training I would do, it was so, so uh, meticulous. And, and it's carried through in every area of my life. Like, you know, as with fitness and being a dad, how we do things in one area of our life is likely how we're going to do it in every area. (laughs) And, um, and so, yeah. And so, and now fast forward present and, you know, after college, uh, I knew my heart of hearts, like, look, I'm not going to make a career of this. I mean, I wish there was more money in the game because, uh, if there was, it probably would have had a chance at least to give it a crack, but unless you're top 50, top 100, you're not, you're not making a sustainable living, um, in the game. So yeah. I, uh, don't have any regrets that I didn't do that. Went straight into the career, happy with that decision, but always knew that, uh, I wanted to still give back to the game that gave so much to me. And so that's by teaching, teaching lessons, um, okay. uh, when I can, I mean, and that's, that's less and less right now because of the other projects, but like after college went straight into that for years, um, nice. you know, as part-time and, and whatnot. And so, um so yeah i something on my list and i want to throw it out there you can hold me accountable i want to do from, from a just a, a charitable thing is like find like uh i could do it here in austin like the inner city get a group of kids together and give them access to like a game that they probably wouldn't have access to otherwise or proper instruction etc so that's on my bucket yeah. list um to get to eventually so
0: yeah nice man that's awesome yeah, I, I pickleball is exploding. Every 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 other. Post, <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I don't. I honestly don't know anything about it. I've I've, really? seen, okay. I've seen. I've seen. I obviously it's exploding, so I looked it up. So I just I was like, how is this different? Um, and it seems much more approachable, and like it's a it's a little easier for people to get into than full blown tennis. And I think that's probably why it's exploding so much. Again, I don't know because I've never tried it, but it also seems super fun and awesome. <laughs> and any of the people that I follow on X that are super into it, specifically Boyd Myers comes to mind. He's always tweeting about how he just like crushed a gnarly deadlift session. He's gonna go uh, pickleball afterwards. But what's it? I'm gonna I'm gonna look him up, brother. What's his name? Uh, Boyd Myers. He's a behemoth of a human being on Twitter as far as and stuff that he does He's uh i mean you 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 can you can dig into it he's he's crazy i saw him deadlift 400 pounds with one hand (laughs) uh, all right man you're kind of a machine i got it
1: (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna check check him out and that's even even better that he's so it sounds like he's into pickleball too
0: yeah yeah he talks about it i feel like daily (laughs) which is good it's It seems awesome. Again, like I don't know much about it. It's probably, I know my neighbor keeps trying to get me to go with him one day. So I think I should. Um, but yeah, it seems very approachable for general masses as opposed to tennis. That's, that's my general idea of what I know about it. I think you're spot on. I mean, one, I think we got to get you
1: out there. I think you will quickly become (laughs) addicted. That I'm willing to put a lot, a lot uh, down on that. Um, and uh, I think the biggest thing for pickleball that served it, that helped its growth is the pandemic. So like during the pandemic, yeah. um, socially distanced sports, but what could we do to still have a sense of community and human interaction? Pickleball yeah. was one of those rare things. And so that uh, helped with, you know, tennis courts um, quickly became, pickleball courts and on tennis court you could fit four pickleball courts so like oh, wow. you're drawing you're drawing out like lines and tennis courts are now be, you know um tennis players hate it because pickleball courts <laughs> are taking over the, the tennis courts and you know That's i have one right. foot in both sports so it's like all good more so on pickleball because i have the you know the the business interest um yeah. but i think uh it's it's first and foremost the sense of community people get the amount of people that uh everything people have met through pickleball. Uh, it's growing daily. Um, barriers to entry are so low. Like it's one of those few sports that a grandparent could play with a, a grandchild, you know? Right. So like, it's not as athletic, it's not as intense as tennis. Um, and, uh, I heard it just recently and I think it's so appropriate for pickleball, easy to pick up hard to master. So like Beautiful, you know, and that's a thing that could serve for really anything, but really, it um, makes sense for pickleball because um, I come from a high-level tennis background, and I would be the first to admit, like, oh, pickleball is going to be so easy, you know, and <laughs> and it's a different skill set, and at the highest level, takes like anything else at the professional level, you need to dedicate your life to it, and so, yeah. um, mad amounts of respect to. To the pros out there who are now making full-time livings on it like the money pouring into the sport is 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 crazy and it's amazing um and uh but for the beginners like it just get a paddle get out there and um great exercise and and yes i I can i see the growth continuing to explode
0: we got to get you out there (laughs) yeah man what exactly is your company doing with it are you doing like lessons or is i know you said some sort of training related stuff or maybe hosting events what are you guys doing Perhaps down the road, no
1: doubt about it. Right now, um, it's called Performance Pickleball Training, and um, it's basically various modules on on how to f- break it down into, you know, for instance, the serve and best practices and drills mm-hmm. and the return and the third right. shot. The third shot in pickleball is like probably the most important shot. So how to break that down and strategically hit the, the, the appropriate shots, given the shot that you receive the kitchen. Um, how do you dink properly? How do you master the mid court? Um, and then there's more, um, advanced level type content for, as, as the game improves. So it's all, it's all virtual online, um, right now, but down the road, we maybe love to host like events and kind of make it more community focused where we have a lot of the folks come into Austin for the weekend and we, we have yeah. like, you know, who knows what that, but that's, that, that's what we love. We would love that.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hit up yeah. the, uh, the marathon crowd. I bet there's a lot of, uh, overlap with the people that love to do the endurance sports that are in town for the marathon. who like, Oh, I'll go check out a few lessons here. We got a few days to kill <laughs> 100. That's a great point. 100%. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's a great, yeah, idea. I'll, put the, I'll put the link down in the, the show notes here at the end. Everyone can check it out. Like I said, okay. I, I know I would love it because I just like competing in anything. Yeah, um, you would. My, and you're athletic. I you could
1: tell you're quick. Like you, you'd be pretty. Maybe, maybe I should not because your, everything you're, uh, you're just going to be like all in on it and be like, I can't get anything else done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have that uh, addictive part of my personality it's good and bad but it's good but way so more good clearly you're not going to be
1: where you are and the success i know you have if it if it wasn't for that like every successful person's crazy in some way
0: yeah you have to be you have to be yeah you have to be able to tune out all the nonsense and everyone's like dude you're gonna fail like yeah well maybe i'll learn something i don't care i'm gonna do it (laughs) exactly 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 Yeah. So, Brian, what do you think the lesson that took you longest to learn is? Oh gosh, Um, (laughs) just dropping bombs on you. (laughs) Bomb or (laughs) other thing. Um, I think the,
1: the the lesson that took me the longest to learn, and it's fair to say I'm still, it'll probably be a lifelong journey, but that I'm opening my eyes to more, is that it's okay to not like the things we're grateful for. A lot of the things that Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for were the most painful, torturous times of my life. Um, but at the same time, as we know, like, you've heard from the greats like Alex Ramosi, like our greatest assets are the struggles we live through. Um, and You know, losing my mom at a young age, having an unfortunate life experience that lasted so short, um, you know, with with my marriage and then fighting to stay in my daughter's life, being a single father. Like, those are all things that there's nothing that just, they just suck for lack of a better term. (laughs) They're tough. But there's no chance I'd be where I am now if it wasn't for that. And so, you know, it's, Bryant, a decade ago, would not be taking any risks. Super, super conservative. And actually, uh, as I'm doing uh, my pipeline of content like for the next week, one of the things I'm going to be doing, and this reminds me of that, is like what were the lessons I learned um, numerous for, through my mom's death? And one of them being, um, I'm okay to fail. You just mentioned it a couple minutes ago. I'm okay to fail. Yeah. I'm, I refuse to be on my deathbed, God willing, years from now with regrets, I refuse to live with any regrets. And if I hadn't, I bring that up because if I hadn't experienced what I did a few years ago, I never would be taking risks right now. Now I'm taking risks. I'm, I have more peace because it's like, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying this, I'm trying that. Um, If nothing else comes out from this fatherhood branding thing, I already know I've won because I've gotten feedback. I've helped me like that, that inspired me. That changed my thinking on this. Me connecting with you is a win. I'm grateful for that. Like, so it's so simple, but yet so powerful. Like all the things that they, I'm grateful for a lot of things. Um, but the ones I'm most grateful for, I actually don't like. Because it was yeah. so painful and so, so tough. And, uh, but I, I mean, such is life, you know, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah.
0: No, I, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you there, man. Do you, the, the... You don't learn anything if it's easy. You you have to be drugged through the ringer, and just, I think I think the the ancient Stoics knew it at the time. They always said the obstacle is the way. I mean, yeah, you have to I love that. Yep, you have to just struggle, man. That's there's no way to grow. It's similar to building muscle. You you have to be in the gym and just shred the muscle tissue, and then while you're sleeping and when you're eating proper nutrition, then that's when all the repair and rebuilding happens. So you, they don't happen just by eating and sleeping. You have to have the struggle in the gym. It's the exact um, mirror so of life.
1: <laughs> it's, it's exactly. It's a great, that's a great illustration. Um, it really is. If I can, can I flip the, I want to flip it to you. Like what, what about yourself? I'd love to hear from you. Your greatest, you know, lesson that took you maybe a little longer than you would have liked.
0: Mm, man, that's a good one. I should have thought about it before I asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Honestly, for me, um if you've watched my previous episodes, I mean, I'm an alcoholic. Um I'm a couple years sober at this point, so I would it's I amazing. would have to say just admittance and acknowledgement that I have, I mean, I have an addictive personality, so when you compound that with substances that decrease your inhibitions and make you do wild things, it's it's a bad combination specifically for me. Um, So that one was probably, (laughs) definitely talk about struggles and going through tough times. I never had any positive when I look back memories or Long term benefits from alcoholism. So, that one, I mean, I was the issue with it for me is I was in my 20s or so. I was basically just an alcoholic for a decade, but I was able to cover it up well. I mean, I've always been in fitness and I've always been in really good shape. And I was a personal trainer when I was younger, too. But, um, it was easy to cover up because I didn't look like an alcoholic. I, I mean, I was, I had a successful job. I didn't show up to work drunk. I was in really good shape. I had like 6% body fat. It was like, I don't know. It was ridiculous. And then I would go home and just drink a handle of liquor and pass out, blacked out. I was like, that's, that's ridiculous. Damn. And so that one certainly took me the longest. I mean, I almost died because I flipped my car with a DUI. So you would think that would be a wake-up call for me but honestly that just put me into a deeper depression which alcohol is a depressant so i just drank even more after that which the irony is not lost on me how (laughs) stupid that is but yeah be becoming comfortable enough in my body and mind sober body and mind has definitely taken me the longest i attribute a lot of that to my wife and my meditative practice
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: just finally accepting like, dude, you can't do it. You, you just have to cut it out a hundred percent because you're going to ruin your life and your marriage and your children's lives. And nobody wants that.
1: Well, I just, I just appreciate you, you sharing that and affirm you in that, like, the, the, the strength and discipline it takes to overcome that when you're down that road. Like, I mean, yes, you know, that's not good for you, but like easier said than done to like kind of <laughs> turn the page. So oh, I yeah. know that it takes so much, so much strength. And so just, thanks for sharing that. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still a struggle every day. I don't yeah, think it's ever totally. going to go away. The only saving grace is it's waning a little bit each day. So I just have to uh just be cognizant of it and yeah. Like I said, I I think the biggest change was finally accepting that I didn't have control as much as I wanted it. And it's like, yeah, I could be fine for like six months, have a drink here and there, and yeah. then I know eventually I'm gonna be waking up and drinking vodka for breakfast. So it's yeah. like I just can't control it. So cut right it out. Get rid of it. I mean it's it's poison. It's literally poisoning my body so you would think a health and fitness coach would be like don't do that but we all have our vices on that point hey dads why don't you start your fitness journey with my free beginners eight week calisthenics guide it's budget friendly i mean it's free (laughs) and it's packed with a lot of value step up for your family and yourself man grab it now in the links below like I said, We're, we are all
1: so far <laughs> from perfect, and we need oh, yeah. help. And, and those who say otherwise are—I just run away.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, help if we can, but like,
0: yeah, like we all have our struggles. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> so, do yes. you think becoming a father has shifted your perspective on health and fitness at all? I mean, being an athlete your whole life, I, I feel like you had it pretty dialed in. But do you think it's made you even sharper or anything changed since becoming a dad? I think that's the perfect word. Sharper,
1: more intentional. Um, have always been dialed in because it's just been a way of life. Um, and, uh, grateful I had that foundation of habits because when it becomes a way of life, like, you know, nothing else, assuming you continue to go about living that way. Yeah. Um, but have it ever since having my daughter, you know, uh, being more efficient with time, being more efficient with how am I going to, what am I going to use these 30 minutes for? (laughs) Um, And just having the motivation, like, okay, like I want to be the best that I can be now. Like I want to see my grandchildren, like just having the motivation to that. That's what inspires me. And so like working backwards then, what do I need to do to get there? And so not like, it's just, making sure that, uh, like having the tennis background always been more into cardio after college, I've been much more into like the strength training. Um, so it's all, it's like marrying those two, but then also yeah. more like functional type stuff, uh, you know, and, in and, and, and more yoga, more stretching, more yeah. infrared sauna, um, all of those things, um, that, uh, I try to incorporate for just longevity, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah, that's the name of the game for me at this point. I've, I've done. I mean, I still have races and goals and stuff that I want to pursue, but the overarching yeah. theme of all of my training at this point is longevity. Just try not to get injured. I'm. I mean, I'm still going to push myself, but that's just because who I am. But yeah, exactly. I, I mentioned in a couple episodes ago that <clears throat> I've incorporated mobility training because I neglected that my whole life. Basically, I couldn't even touch my toes, so. It's like yeah, that's that's going to be an issue later on. So let's remedy that now. I'll start working on it. And thankfully, 100%. I can touch my toes now. So <laughs> Heck yes. <laughs>
1: it, a lot, most people can. not I know, we're dude. Just...
0: Sad to say, my 11 year old cannot touch her toes. Jeez, and yeah, no, okay. I
1: was
0: like, uh, we're fixing that because we got to work on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're 11. You should be like. Palms on the ground, touching your toes. Like, I don't, <laughs> something's going on here, <laughs> right? Exactly.
1: Oh yeah, especially no, for uh,
0: jujitsu players. So she's like getting ragdolled all the time and rolled up. I'm like, how do you? I don't understand how you can't touch your toes. <laughs> Anyways, well, she's so in good she hands with pops. <laughs> she's in
1: good hands with someone watching over her. So I, I have a feeling that's going to change. soon
0: <laughs> So um, I know you're, you're kind of like the question I'm going to ask you is, um it's it's hard to like think outside of it because you're already on the athletic path in life. Um, but do you think that your past as an athlete has influenced your parenting style at all? And if so, how? Yeah, uh, it's a phenomenal question. And
1: uh, I think the answer is, is yes. And even more so, the irony is... My background being in tennis, a single, you know, you're by yourself, you're an island. Unfortunately, didn't sign up for, for it, but I mean, I'm, I'm a single parent. And so that, the, the parallels are wildly similar in terms of like, okay, how am I going to go about this alone? And so the, the values you know, that I'm trying to instill in my daughter at a young age are, you know, the, um, the, you know, having the work ethic um yeah. how do you be consistent how do you for me faith is about most important to me so like having your faith in something bigger and greater than ourselves like we can't do this without that we're not here because of that so having that front and center yeah. and then everything else just kind of flowing flowing from that and making sure we're we're putting in the work attitude and effort you know those are the two oh, things yeah. that we can control <laughs> and outside of that there's not much else and how the chips fall, they'll fall. But if the attitude and effort are there, then you could go to bed at night peacefully. You know? Yeah. Perfect. Um, have you had how any about you? You? how about you?
0: How about you? It's a good question. Um as far as the children go, I mean, it's it's weird for me because I didn't <clears throat> I didn't necessarily grow up. Um, I mean, my parents were always supportive of things that I did, but they never really were participants or they never had that lifestyle. Like I, I broke the mold or I broke out of the, the rut for my family. Everyone in my family's obese, basically both sides on everyone, (laughs) which is ironic because the, we're a big military family too. So as soon as they left the military services when they're just like kind of ballooned up at that point, yeah. which I always I thought that was strange personally, but anyways, um, wow. yeah, yeah it's it, it weird to me, but, um, as far as my kids, yeah, I don't, I just try to like set the standard. Like I always have my wife and I, I mean, we got the, the home gym down here. So we try yeah. to bring the baby down with us. We got some trampolines set up for the older one. And, Got little, got a little tiny kettlebell and little dumbbells and stuff for the baby, so she's exposed to it and she sees us working out. And I don't remember the statistic the other day, but it was something along the lines of if if the children are like visibly watching mothers work out, they're like five times more likely to not be obese when they're older. Again, don't quote me on that because I don't I don't remember it exactly, but it was. And it was specifically the mother too, which kind of annoyed me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, come on! I I'm never knew this. that.
1: It's interesting. I'm, I'm gonna remember standard, that. Dude.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to look it up because it it sounds too good to be true, but I don't know. Oh. I ch- I choose to believe it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I believe it too. Like that's interesting. Interesting stat. Yeah. Never. Well, yeah.
0: Just like I said, we just try to set the standard and show them. I mean. I invite my daughter every time I go for a run. She's, she's definitely not an athletic person overall. Um, she's more of a video game person, but I don't, I think that was, I mean, most little kids are so <laughs> yeah, exactly. you can't, you can't force someone to come run with you, especially cause I don't like running. So, um, but I make myself do it and I, I've learned to not hate it. I guess I'm never going to say I like it, but right. I've, I've gotten proper training and I know how to not injure myself, which was the biggest reason that I hated it. Um, so now, like I said, I, I ran an ultra this year just because I'd like the challenge of, I don't like to do this. So I'm just going to jump into it until I'm comfortable with the discomfort. And that, that's one of the, the biggest lessons that I keep trying to push on my daughters in the fitness and health related fields is sure. Maybe you're not going to like eating broccoli or all those vegetables, but, once we get it, that habit built into you, then don't you realize how much better you feel? Like we, I bring that up to my daughter a lot. Um, the diet side, anyways. Yeah, is if if she goes to her grandma's house for the weekend or something, she comes back just sluggish and feeling, oh. I mean, she's just all hopped up on disgusting food and not necessarily the stuff that I would choose I should say (laughs) and I'm like do you do you see how you feel right now like I try to make her at least think about it in a way um, just because it's 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 a night and day difference to me Um, but I've been so used to eating whole foods and minimally processed foods that if I do go out on a weekend and thankfully I don't drink anymore but If I do indulge and enjoy myself like we all do, then I'm noticeably slower mentally and physically. And I, it's mind-boggling that people live day to day, years and years like that. I just want to, like, I want to shake them. (laughs) Like, just give me, give me two weeks to get all that garbage out of your system. We'll eat some whole foods, drink enough water, get enough sleep and after that 2 weeks you tell me you don't feel better like i i want i want to do that for so many people <laughs> and and i could tell you already are and you, and you you continue you
1: will continue to i hear you so loud and clear there I, I i like to i would like to think i eat pretty well pretty clean and if there's one meal that gets off track i'm out for the count for half a day <laughs> like i can't work i can't think i can't function and it's yeah. like and i i guess like once she, you know, people are doing that, and that's just a way of life. Maybe they, they're just like so used to, it. you don't even notice it yeah. then anymore. But that's my only thought process. Because for me, me it's like I, I, I would be, I'd be non-existent. <laughs> it like aff- affects me that much, you know. Yeah. Like uh, maybe that's not good because if I only had access to like not good food, like I would. <laughs> Not be in good shape. (laughs) I know that's not you know, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like it's 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 a whole it's at at the it's a privilege and a blessing to be able to have access to that. I that's first and foremost say that and and grateful for that. But like, yeah. um, At the end of the day, like if you want it, no matter what, you could make sure that you, you make that happen. You know, and that's a choice and a decision, and you have to just be disciplined. And as you and I both know, like how much better you're going to feel and then how much better you're going to be for your family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's honestly, it's a 10 X return. I mean, yes, it it doesn't even make sense. It's the easiest ROI investment I've ever done. It's just. Well said. I like, I like that. Put 10 minutes in. If that's all you got, just go do some body weight squats, do some push ups. go for a 10 minute walk. Honestly, literally anything, do the opposite of what you're doing. You're going to feel better. I can guarantee you that. That's just how it. we're built. That's the biomechanics and everything of being a human. And it's, it's so mind boggling. It has been my whole life. Like yeah. I said, I grew up around everyone. My grandparents were obese. They would always eat the worst possible things all the time. Always have medical issues. And I honestly don't know how I broke out of it, to be honest with you. Um, I think about that a lot. I, the only thing I can think of is, uh, when my father was still active in the military, he was pretty fit and him and my grandpa were like the, the they're like the old school macho dudes from like the eighties movies. That that's, that's the way I can describe them. They're like, they were definitely not PC. They definitely wouldn't be, <laughs> they wouldn't be uh very welcomed in today's culture. Um, they would call people doughboy and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And that, certainly impacted me an example i can give is i was probably 11 or so we went to visit my grandparents they also lived in ohio uh oh nice akron i think it was oh that's not far that's awesome yeah um so um i went and like gave my grandpa a hug and he like squeezed my arms and like put his hands on my belly he's like oh you're getting kind of fat there i'm like dude, I'm 11. Holy hell. <laughs> yeah. well, that's brutal, grandpa. <laughs> I'm oh, 11 wow. year old. So that I distinctly remember that. And I feel like that was like, a little switch in my brain that I, I don't know, I kind of I that's the earliest memory I have of ever being cognizant of like, body weight or like, being fat or anything like that. So I guess it was good. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I have body dysmorphia now because I took it too extreme. Like you said, extremes of anything is never good. But
1: that's... yeah, no, it's it's it's. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's funny you bring that up. As I'm thinking out a lot, like I don't know if there's an exact science on how to. You know, the psychology behind it to in an artful, tactful way. Sometimes <laughs> there isn't. It's just how you have to say it how it is, yeah. and it's just gonna suck to receive. Yeah. You know, like but, but so like with your grand like I don't know, I, I know your grandpa's probably amazing, but it's like grandpa like how could you have delivered that slightly different? <laughs> but at the end of the day, it 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 triggered something, and yeah, you know oh, it it, right. it served you well, and it's you know you've so but I mean I don't know though like yeah that's in, interesting yeah. for another conversation how to go about that
0: yeah I definitely think it's on it's on the spectrum of where to place it, but I think it's like couple steps too far, especially for an 11 year old. And Mm -hmm. the the point with that is he I've tweeted about it recently. He's I think he's like 84 85 now. And dude's still in good shape. He works out all the time. He still hunts. he still chops down trees. He's not a typical 84 year old. And maybe there's something to it. Like, I think like I said, I think you went a little too far, but I think people don't go far enough now. And that's one of the biggest issues in current society is we're just too accepting. And I think we're going too far the other way now
1: <laughs> yeah. for
0: a lot of things related to health and fitness.
1: 100%. It's, it's,
0: uh, yeah, it's,
1: I don't have the answers. I'm I, to answer. I don't either, man. You know, it's that put in the bucket of just like, just may not know, you know? <laughs> and to be okay with that. I'm yeah. finally at the point where I'm okay with it because before I'd be like, wouldn't sleep. you would go nuts trying to figure things out, trying to find answers. And a lot of the things these days,
0: I'm just like, I'm just not going to know. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that bucket's the biggest one for me. <laughs> you <laughs> and me both. <laughs> Dude, I, don't, I don't know enough about it. I tweeted that either today or yesterday. It's like, I, I think we need to... <laughs> have people stop giving opinions on stuff where they just have no yeah. idea. Like just be okay. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just I be right have... Exactly. Yeah.
1: There's power in that in and of itself. Yeah. Just it's okay. I'm
0: going <laughs> to go on. Yeah. Um, so do you have any uh, memorable moments in your tennis career? Like do you uh, jump over the net, smash the ball in anyone's face or anything? Or...
1: <laughs> oh, no, I wish I had some wild, uh, <laughs> crazy stories i mean really no i mean there were three so many, and when i was uh in the 16 and under age division i reached a high of number four in the country so that year i awesome, won like man. three three national events that were also real, very special vivid memories of you know those 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 matches and in junior tennis it doesn't really draw crowds but you know for those types of tournaments like it had you know decent crowds there and so yeah um those moments were, will always be special, you know. And and um, my mom and dad usually would one would just take me, so one of them were with me for each of those, you know, moments, which which was which was awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, and, and, and I mean, college tennis uh, brought about there aren't any like quote unquote moments that like absolutely stand out, but the the camaraderie the community and the friendships um, that were born from it will last a lifetime and so that's what I have to be grateful for from from tennis is those just the brotherhood that was formed yeah. countless memories that that came from that um, and you know it's a decade later and we still have a group thread you know yeah, of like that's, that's constantly awesome. bouncing back and around of just like gibberish like talking about nonsense but it's just like you know just It's just like brothers talking, you know, so that's, uh, that's something that it's hard to recreate after college, um, later in life. And that's, what's unique about Twitter. Like it, it's, it's really cool in that way and how it could create something like that. But there's something special when you're in college and you're eating, studying, practicing class, like you're doing everything nonstop 24 seven. So yeah,
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that was really cool. That camaraderie. That's Yeah probably the hardest thing that I haven't been able to solve yet with what I've been building with the dad fit community is how can I recreate experiences like that? Digitally, it's never going to be the same in person is, is the thing that I've come up with. (laughs) I mean, there's only two options. It's pretty binary, but yeah, the, uh, the, the camaraderie and just like the group going through the struggles together and it's it's one thing I haven't been able to solve completely yet, but I think once I finally nail that the uh, the community's gonna grow by leaps and bounds because we talked about it briefly earlier, that's it's just such a lacking element to most of men's lives. Um real, digital, either way. I mean I don't have many real life friends anymore. I got a lot of real life acquaintances, but I right. don't really have many friends and digitally i I feel like i have more digital friends than real life ones so it's and which which is great i mean you're 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 following your community is growing
1: crazy but you and i both know like that that's that's not the same yeah you know as is having that that being in flesh being face to face being able to just you know it's just not being able to like have a brotherly hug saying (laughs) i'm there for you i'm with you like Right. I'm going to be hard on you to help you <laughs> achieve whatever you want to achieve or hold you accountable. Like that's just, I, I, this is a great reminder for me. Like I, I had that, this was before the pandemic. You had a really solid group. Um In those seasons that I'd look back, like there's always, there's way more benefits to that than if you're not in community, more in isolation, trying to go oh, yeah. about it your own. I think us as men, we're more like that. It's like, no, I don't I'm <laughs> a lone wolf.
0: Yeah. Whatever.
1: Like, I'm strong enough. But the reality is the strongest of men are strong because they have a pack, a crew. Yeah, exactly. That's behind them. And so, yeah. It, uh, I know but, you- bro, what you're doing here, like, you could have that. And you're building, you're growing. Like, and we could spitball ideas on how to, you know, I mean, because, like, you're, you're, you're doing some great things here. I could tell. So
0: thanks, man. Appreciate that. I'm, keep going. I'm certainly working. Cause it's something that I see as a need. And yeah, even if I don't make any money from it, it's making me happy. And that's so rare to find. I've, I've not been lucky enough to find it too many places. My wife being one of them, my kids being one of them and being able to, like literally make people have genuine smiles and uh, human interactions. That's probably at almost at the top of, of the list of things that I've been able to find like that. Amen to that. You can keep going. Like it, it's only going <laughs> to grow
1: and grow and grow because you're you're you'll be like it's you'll be a mag it, it's magnetic, you know. And as yeah. the community grows, it'll share more. So, one hundred percent, feel you there, brother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, I know you touched on your faith a bit earlier. Could you elaborate on how you would say? I'm going to spin this in a fitness way, but your uh, your mental and physical fitness intertwine with your faith and fatherhood. Mental and physical
1: um, intertwine with faith and fatherhood. Yeah, like that's it's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> it is. no, I love it. Mental and physical into so no, I, I love it. Um, I'll say this, everything starts with faith. Like that's, that's top fr- front and center for me. One of my favorite quotes, and I read it, it's on my vision board every single day by St. Augustine, I think is work as though everything depended upon God, uh, no praise though, everything depended upon God and work as though everything depended upon you. And so, Um, That that has always resonated with me because at the end of the day, I truly believe no matter what we do, and I saw it in in my mom as a prime example, she was into health and fitness and did all the right things. She got sick, like life's going to happen. And at the end of the day, I truly believe it's in God's hands and there's a greater good for it, whether we see it in this life or the next. So after putting everything together, on in his hands um then okay brian what are you now going to do to make sure that things are in the best proper order that they can be on what i can't control getting back to attitude and effort and so like with with fatherhood i just try to be a vessel of our heavenly father's love to my daughter how do i be the best for that well i need to be in alignment in all things mentally physically emotionally spiritually And so like, it is all absolutely intertwined. If I'm not there physically, that's going to bleed into how I am in every other component. If one bucket is heavier than another, it doesn't mean that one heavier bucket is going to make up for the lack in something else. (laughs) I've tried that before. I'm like, I'm working out so hard right now. So everything else would be good. Why do I still feel like shit? You know, (laughs) but I'm physically, you know, feeling good and vice versa. Like, okay, well, spiritual is in my opinion, most important, but like, it could be in prayer and in the Lord's word, but if you're not taking your physical part, your mental health, your emotional health, you're just going to be out of balance. And so I don't know if there's a right way to answer this. I just, for me, what comes to mind is like faith front and center, and then making sure everything else is, is as balanced as possible. And that changes not even like month to month, not weeks, (laughs) like day to day, you know, because things that are thrown at us are change responsibilities change and so just making sure that um we're as deliberate in planning the day as we possibly can be and then whatever is thrown our way just having the faith that things will work out
0: nice love that that's awesome you know how about you yeah it's a tough one um i don't necessarily have the the faith element although i grew up that way um I I do a lot more um meditative and introspective that's my uh that's my faith element of it. Yep. But I have my I have a great thought for it as far as the intertwining of physical and mental um so I like to do this with people who um I don't know they're just not feeling well or something. I am just I just always say that you the physical actions kind of like lead your mental uh, awareness of where to go. So I said, just stand there in like uh, a bodybuilding pose and smile and then like try to feel sadness. Like it's it's almost impossible because you're, you're, the physical manifestation is not gonna allow your mental side to be like, oh, I'm still sad. Although you're standing there in like a really powerful pose. You got this big grin on your face. Like I challenge anyone to do that. stand there. Not even bodybuilding just do like a power pose like superman or something i don't know a yeah bodybuilding is just my forte so do a right. bodybuilding pose stand there and smile and tell me you still feel sad i i don't think you're gonna feel the sadness so that's no. that's the how they intertwine so well for me is when i'm not doing so well mentally i'm able to go for a run or hit the iron and my physical actions typically alleviate a lot of the mental stressors and issues that I might be dealing with at the time. And a lot of it, sure, a lot of it's chemical, but there's there's got to be something deeper. I believe there's something deeper to it anyways. Um, and a lot of the, the introspection from the meditation practices that I do, and I journal a lot, and I I, I set aside deliberate time to actually sit with my thoughts and observe them and think about things deeply um not to sound like a hippy dippy kind of nonsense but there's go hippy
1: dippy (laughs) if you want i'm all
0: about it dude there's a good like i don't think yeah i don't think enough people are comfortable with themselves like i know my daughter she couldn't sit in a silent room for five minutes she would lose her mind like she would be like, "Oh, I'm so bored, blah blah blah. I can't. Like you you need to be comfort comfortable in your own skin and with your own thoughts. And I think that's a yeah. superpower. And yeah, a lot of people don't are not able to do that. I they can't. I, I take that back. I don't think. I just don't think they do it. They're more than capable of doing it. It's just uncomfortable, right. and yeah, people don't want to actually think. <laughs> no, you're right. They- it's 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 uh, I don't know what
1: one of those buckets I don't know what it is you know but it's yeah. they just don't want to is it
0: yeah I don't know but yeah I don't know it's added it to the bucket of we don't understand either. you don't know <laughs> you don't know and that's okay it is that's the big takeaway I don't know and it's okay uh, it's okay <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> So Brian, what are your future goals, man? I know you're building up this pickleball company. What else you got going on, man? You know, that's I I mean,
1: big term, that's or long term I should say, that is um certainly um a huge one. You know, making sure that that yeah. uh we continue to have the impact that we can and continue to scale the business for myself and our partners. It's super super important to us and our families. Um you know, I'm still super dedicated to, to my, um, my sales career, you know, with the pharmaceutical. So just continuing to, I don't take for granted that we get to serve hospitals and patients at the end of the day, like every single day. And so that is, um, that is something that I'm still 100% focused on. And, um, it's an important space within, within healthcare. And then, um, third, uh, well, first and foremost, 100% is, you know, being a dad, and and, and um, but that goes without saying. now uh, yeah, you'd be surprised. Third pro- What's that? I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> uh, I said you'd be surprised, but I mean for, I know, for yeah, you, it true. definitely goes without I, I saying. <laughs> that's for another conversation. Like, holy smokes! <laughs>
1: um, but third, being what brought us here today, you know, is is connecting with. Like-minded, awesome folks who have similar values, who are super, super ambitious and driven to, to make an impact on something that, how I like to put it, something that will outlive myself. Like, that's nice. what's been more in my mind and my mantra. Yeah. Um, you know, I hear a lot of people, you know, when they're in their 60s and 70s, okay, they, they start to live with the end in mind. You know, I hope, God willing, I could live a, a long, healthy life. But at 34, I want to live with the end in mind. Like what impact do I want to have? What legacy do I want to leave? Um, and for myself right now, God, you know, if the Lord's plan for me to have more children, I'd be all about that. But for right now, it's just just my daughter. So that is one way I could pass on my legacy for something and live myself. And next being what I'm doing here, just in my in the time that I have, how do I build up fathers? How do I help, particularly single fathers, um, father well? become unstoppable in all the areas we've been talking about today, you know, and meeting them where they're at. Not everyone's going to be on the same level of faith that I have, and that's okay. That may not be for you. We're still going to talk and, and chat. Yeah. And I think, you know, for the ones that I want to be able to impact and connect with, I think they're going to be able to at least see that the need for us to have community that we've discussed today, um, yeah. and the need to have accountability and to push each other to, to become, as cliche cheesy as it may sound the best version of ourselves, you know, we need it.
0: So. Yeah. the Cliches exist for a reason.
1: They do. Yeah. They really do. So they,
0: they do. where,
1: where that all leads back to our bucket,
0: who the hell knows?
1: And it's okay.
0: Don't know, man. <laughs> well, I'm going to enjoy the journey, right? That's what it's amen about. Amen to that.
1: <laughs> amen, amen to that. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, yourself i mean i th- i know we kind of chatted before i kind of have an idea but big big picture like high level what, what what are you trying to uh achieve what would be a win
0: good uh honestly i i just want this community um not even, it's mainly for myself like it's not all altruistic it's pretty selfish i just want some cool dudes to chill with <laughs> um but yeah just there's so many facets of fatherhood that I mean, I'm still pretty new to it. I mean, my oldest is my stepdaughter technically, but I just call her my daughter because it's she is. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, so I didn't. So I missed. I missed like that first decade, basically. Yeah. Um, a little, maybe six years. I guess I've been with her for a while now, but. Um, okay, but yeah, yeah, I missed the the you beginning know. stages, and yes. so I all of this is still new to me, and it's a struggle, even with how disciplined and focused i am on my physical and mental fitness i struggle and i can't even imagine someone who doesn't have my background or drive and so i want to be able to just build that uh, community up of just dudes struggling through stuff together i don't (laughs) i don't think enough men have struggles and they need to just do hard things like like yeah. the the race that I'm running next year I'm running an entire country that's bonkers that's that's something I think more men need to do we need to have wildly ambitious goals and just do really hard things and as a community together so that we can lean into each other like dude this is brutal right now like yeah I know I'm doing it with you <laughs> It's just yeah. something about the communal aspect to it and the camaraderie. And that's yep. probably why the military is so male dominated and successful with drawing. Absolutely. That you guys are just getting your asses kicked constantly together, but that's what builds you up together also. And exactly. I want to bring that into more of a civilian world with a little yep. more niceties. and uh, It's not going to be all nice because I think again, people have swung a little too far in the other direction of niceness and PC and people need to get their asses beat a little bit uh, mentally and physically, especially men. Um, That's, that's the all encompassing picture of what the, the broad picture of everything that I'm trying to build here is just, uh, just an awesome community of men growing together, building cool things, doing hard things, lifting mountains, stuff like that.
1: (laughs) amen to that and what you're doing is i could see it you know daily um like you're 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 gonna you will if you don't stop you will achieve that so i just look forward to as now the months and years roll on just staying in touch and and doing hard things together you know when you're here in austin like connecting and that's what this is what what it's about you know this is uh i know so many people have awesome businesses with this and that's not my intention i know uh down the road if that naturally plays out oh amazing but here i think that's what attracted me to you in terms of and i'm sure it's you know both ways where we're just here to connect with great people so i'm yeah. just grateful to have that opportunity and, and to do what we
0: did today yeah me too man yeah, it's i'm looking forward to some uh in-person meetups here like i said i'll probably be in austin yeah. early next year if schedules work out go for a run together maybe play some tennis pickleball there we go we'll play, we'll play pickle exactly
1: hell yeah we'll be we'll play pickleball we'll hit we'll hit town <laughs> lake i'll take you around downtown we'll hit town lake crush a run nice you want to pump some iron you can show me how to do that i'm not that good at that play some pickleball yeah well no it'll be uh we'll uh we'll connect for sure
0: nice well brian i want to respect your time man we've been going for an hour or so so we're gonna wrap it on up I got one last question for you unless you got anything for me but I was just curious if there was any sort of myths that you had preconceived prior to fatherhood that you're like oh my god that is not even close to being true
1: <laughs> um I think that probably the biggest one is like oh like well it, in some circles I would hear um, I never thought of it, but uh, it it was being circled around way more than I actually thought. And that's like, Oh, life ends when you start having children. Like that is the furthest <laughs> thing from the truth. You life, can't is just <laughs> the, life is just beginning. Like it is the, mo- nothing has been more satisfying and rewarding to me than being a father. Um, so I wanted, you know, I want to, uh, have more children, you know, like, (laughs) like, that's like, it is, it is, uh, the hardest thing, but the most satisfying and gratifying thing. And you could still live your life like that. Yes. Anything worth doing requires sacrifice. We know that, but like, I'd much rather, you know, spend quality time on a weekend with my daughter than be doing some social outing, you know, uh, traveling or be it whatever like and that doesn't mean like you still can't then do that if anything you have more balance in your life more meaning yeah and and so yeah i think to me that was uh that's definitely not the furthest from the truth you know but it's also a mindset thing like yes sacrifices are gonna have to to be made but like if you're in the right mindset and choose to view it in such a way where like this is amazing like you are gonna track more of that, and if you see it as like your life's over, well, you are gonna be mopey and depressed, and oh yeah, and then your kids will feel that, and it's just not uh, it's not where you want to be, you know. No, nope. so.
0: yeah, it reminds me of a quote, and I don't remember who it's attributed to, but it's it's whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right, and it's it's so true, and that pops up into my head so many times because I hear people saying, oh, "I can't do that," I am like, "You are right, you can't." You already said you can't. I'm not even going to discuss it with you. you you're already in that um, zone. That's I'm not going to be able to dig you out of it.
1: Exactly. The in between the ears, I man. From this conversation, there's so many more conversations we could have. That's what I love <laughs> about this. But like, I know. what's between these ears is probably the most
0: powerful force in this world. it, it's, it really is, and it's so powerful to mine. The, the yeah. reason that I read and study philosophy so much is because. They figured it out thousands and thousands of years ago and we're still struggling with the same we're still <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. human nature. Yeah. But anyways, Brent, like I said, I uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. Hopefully we we'll get pleasure. to meet up in person and, uh, can't wait. Looking forward to it, man.
1: Likewise, more to come brother. Have a good, have a good day. Take it. See easy, you, dude
0: big news dads unlock the ultimate dad fit package you got workouts we do white glove nutrition balancing work and life all those kind of things we only got limited spots though so dive in now and become the ultimate dad fit dad